Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Welcome, everybody. So today, uh, I wanted to investigate, uh, I think I called it mindful creativity, although I don't think that's exactly what I would name it again once I was thinking about it. (laughs) Uh, Best I could do in the moment of posting a little Facebook post. There's a beautiful thing that I think we've all experienced at one time or another in our life when we're lost in the moment, not on the cushion, but out in the world. And it might be doing something that we love to do. It might be in a sport. It might be dancing. It might be something, you know, that we get lost in. And all of a sudden we're not in our thinking minds anymore. So we've connected to something a little bit deeper and everything is happening very easily and effortlessly, you know, without without fear really. Just we're just moving. We don't even know how we're doing it. You know, I used to on the, in the newsletter I was talking about, I mentioned this last time too, I was raised motorcycle racing and and that's when I first experienced this. I started at a really young age when I felt like I wasn't even thinking. It was just happening. You know? And in a, re- a very real way, when we're talking about um, this meditative absorption, this equanimity, it's very similar to this, this state. It's almost like a selflessness state when we lose ourself and therefore we could connect with something else. And this losing of the self, we start to experience and understand that we actually are an expression of the creative. We are an expression of creation. We are the expression. We are an expression. When we get out of the way, we realize that we are this dynamic, organic, spontaneous, moment-to-moment expression of what is. There's like an overlay of the thinking conceptual mind that think that we're actually doing it. We're actually doing something. We're actually creative or something like this, but we are creation. And when we get out of our own way, we could actually start to flow into that. We could actually be into that. Just we're that beingness. I would say that it takes, it's like this interplay of, of trust and fear. And I'm going to read a passage of this. But it's, I would say it's more trust because this trust automatically diminishes fear, if we trust in ourselves, I was watching a clip of, of, it was like a basketball clip, and the point guard took the ball, and he just drove to the basket, and it's like so much fearlessness, you know, there's like three defenders, 
and he's just driving to the basket, and he can't know what's going to happen. He can't know if he's going to be able to make a shot or do what he thinks he's going to have to do to get through these three defenders. But he just like he just bolts in there, and so the the defenders start to converge on him, and he he gets to the first two, and he's about to take his shot and the third defender comes over and is about to bat the ball to, ball away and at the last second when he sees that instead of taking the shot he goes around the defender passes it to his teammate and his teammate takes the ball and you know dunks it mm-hmm. and it all happens just like that and i was thinking wow what trust in his own capability and what fearlessness and what creativity. I mean, it all happened. That all of those things had to come together for him to do that, you know? Just to be in that flow. And we're looking to find that flow being in the zone, but being that in life, you know, there's a way that we could actually be like that. Like in the flow of right now. Like in the, we don't have to be on the basketball court or doing something like that, like we could be like that. But we have to know that we could find it here. Like if if I was to say, let's say we're really stressed out with you know life, let's say home life, work life is we're just under a lot of stress. What are some things that we could do to relieve the stress? You could just name some things that we'd recommend for ourselves to practice self-care and to relieve some stress. What are some things that we could do? Breathe. Breathe? Breathe. Breathe. Yeah. Exercise. Exercise. Sense your body. Sense your body. Mm -hmm. Get out in fresh air. Get out in fresh air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Create. What? Create something. Create something. Just movement in general. Movement. Get a massage. Get a massage. <laughs> no, that's yeah, very good, right? Get a massage. Find a pet. Huh? Find a pet. Find a pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pet your pet. <laughs> talk, like talk to a friend. Yeah, get on the phone with a friend. Very good idea. What else? Cup of tea. Get a cup of tea. With a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Take a vacation. Mm-hmm. So. Take a walk. Take a walk. Accept. Mm-hmm. What's up? Accept. Accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when we're looking at things that we could do, there are some things in there that we're coming into the moment, and then some things we're separating ourselves from the moment. So, and this is this is not good or bad, but we have to look at this. You know, when we really when we're under a lot of stress, a lot of times we want to get away. So there's this subject object. There's this separateness, right? We want to we want to relieve ourselves from this situation. So we want to go out, and all these things are good. Even to sit down and meditate is a, is a separateness. Like, oh, I need to go back in and withdraw myself into myself. 
or go out and exercise or go out and talk to a friend or, or uh, you know, take a little vacation or all these things. But there are other things that came up like, like accept and to move into your body. You see, these things that we're doing actually in the moment of chaos, finding the still point right then and right now. Like that basketball player, he actually moved right into the chaos with absolute trust, you know, and fearlessness. A lot of times we cannot leave our life. You know, these tools are for life, and we cannot leave. The most stressful times are when we feel like we can't leave because we maybe can't leave, right? So we have to be able to find this something in the chaos. You know, John Kabat-Zinn's famous book, The Full Catastrophe Living. You know, the guy said, are you married? He said, am I married? He says, I have, I'm married with kids and a house and a job. He says, I have the full catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but how to live the full catastrophe with a sense of peacefulness as a sense of creative expression. Like, this is it. You know, this is our basketball game. This is it. You know, how could we find this? And there's a Tibetan term that they use. It's called play mind. And they say, like, without play mind, nothing is possible. We can't do anything right without play mind. We can't have a business meeting. We can't even have a conversation with a friend without play mind. So I'm going to read a little bit about play mind here. This is the key. This is the key for us to, to come back into this flow, is to have play mind. Fish play in the water, birds play in the sky, ordinary beings play on the earth, sublime beings play in display. In what? Display. So this is the magical display. The title of this book, Magic Dance. This is the magic dance. This illusion, this magic. Right? So magical display is what they call, what we call the world. <laughs> it's like the illusion that we're playing in the Maya. One person's play is another person's seriousness, and one person's seriousness is another person's play. To adults, adolescents seem playful, but to adolescents, their own phenomena are serious. To adolescents, children play seem playful, but to children, their own phenomena are serious. This is because all deluded beings with divided mind have separated phenomena into gross and subtle elements, thinking their play is serious because they believe it to be true. When children are immature and cannot connect their subtle element minds with their gross element toys, they become serious. If they are unable to understand how things work, they develop a frustrated anger habit, which they carry into their adult life changing the object of their frustration from a toy to a person. If from birth they would recognize that play is playful and not serious, and the gross and subtle are inseparable, children and adults would never have frustration or anger. Separation is always the cause of frustration, whether between parents and a child, friend and friend, husband and wife, or teacher and disciple. When we cannot connect with each other because of our previous habit of dividing subject from object and gross from subtle, frustration and anger result. 
When we feel this frustration and anger, we must try to dispel it, not by further dividing the object of our frustra frustrated anger, but by practicing dharma and by meditating. Even without meditating or using any dharma conceptions, spiritual qualities exist from the beginning. Spiritual energy is like a young natural forest, which can be burned away through frustrated anger. Like fire, when frustrated anger becomes heavier and heavier, light spiritual energy diminishes like smoke. After the fire, both gross element energy and subtle element energy are exhausted, and only the gray ashes of empty sadness remain. Then, lacking support from worldly gross elements and from inner subtle elements, our minds become weak and sorrowful. But, through play, Spiritual energy can be sustained, so we must not think that play is always bad. Whether or not our rigid, mature minds reject play, everything is still the display of the natural secret essence of the elements. If we are serious and rigid, our subtle elements become congested and cannot reflect the wisdom display. If our mind is calm and vast and playful, we can always recognize the essence of play. In open space, there is never turbulence between the gross and subtle elements. Without play mind, even if we see beautiful things, we cannot make contact with them because we have fear and miss the target through our lack of confidence. Even if we write, everything is a mistake because we have fear and miss the target through our lack of confidence. Even if we read, we cannot absorb the meaning because we have fear and miss the target through our lack of confidence. Even though we are entertained by friends, the taste does not linger because we have fear and miss the target through our lack of confidence. If we have play mind, we can see through meditation that all phenomena are like magic. Then wherever we go, we are comfortable if we come from a highest standard class, we could do low standard work very easily without self-righteousness or discomfort. If we come from a low standard class, we can communicate easily with high standard people since our mind is vast and playful. Whatever class we come from, there is no contradiction between high and low standards because our mind is open and relaxed and we see all phenomena as a display of unobstructed wisdom mind. Play mind. <laughs> so we're going to do a play mind meditation. This is more like a we're going to move into our play beans. <laughs> so we're going to take a spirit journey. So we're going to play some drumming to facilitate it.
So just coming into your nowness, bringing your mind into the moment. Just letting go of anything that does not serve you right now. And being with your physical form, feeling the gravity of your body. And connecting with the thread of your own awareness, becoming intimate with your wakefulness. making contact with your breath just by noticing its organic dance through the body to start to draw the mind inward. Just following the breath. And with each exhalation, notice that you're getting more and more relaxed. Breathing out with each breath, anything that does not serve a calm, serene mind. And allow yourself to feel a sense of moving downward. You could be floating through the clouds, floating downward. Just allowing yourself the full sense of safety to move downward. And as you're floating downward, you see a bright light in the distance. And this light is drawing you to it. It has a magnetic quality. You are free falling towards this light in the distance and it's becoming bigger and bigger as you get closer and closer. And eventually you arrive at this light and it's this large orb 
much larger than yourself. And you see yourself floating through this light. And on the other side, you find yourself at a top of a staircase. And the staircase is made of an earth element, maybe wood or stone, or even carved into the earth. And you begin to walk down the staircase, 10, nine, taking steps downward, eight, seven, and you feel an energetic, subtle body. Becoming your reality as you look down a light body. It's becoming very normal to you. Seven, six, five, four, you becoming lighter and lighter. Three, two, one. And at the bottom of the stairs, you look up to see two doors with light beaming in from the other side. Walking towards the doors and opening them. You are blinded by an unbelievably beautiful energetic light. And as you cross the threshold, you look down to see that you are an entirely new body of just pure, brilliant, luminous light. Just take a breath as this new being, feeling the strength and vitality of infiniteness. Out before you is your medicine place. your spiritual abode. Here, anything that you can imagine will be manifested. You could swim with the dolphins, you could fly, you could run as fast as you want. All landscapes, from jungles to oceans, all available to you. This is your played land. You could be completely and absolutely free here. So I'm going to leave you to explore this land. And to feel what it's like to play again. 
You have infinite energy, only limited by your imagination. So see where your journey takes you. as you're exploring for now, you can leave yourself as the only human in your world just for now, being able to explore it on your own.
and within your spirit world, there is a sacred space for guidance. And so just by intuiting yourself, just by intention, you can start to be led to this place of guidance, this sacred space. And keeping it within the natural world, it might be a meadow or a cove on the beach or a place high in the mountains. This is where you are to receive guidance. So just seeing what is revealed to you, either visually, or might just be a feeling tone to know that you have arrived. And one of your guides is here a spirit being and they have a message for you so just opening up being a blank canvas and just listening the message that they wish to give you. And you can feel free to ask a specific question as well. Connecting with a sense of gratitude for your guidance. 
within your own time, thinking your guide. And then intuiting yourself just through intention back to the doors. And just through your intention, you will be guided there. And standing at your doors, looking out again at your spirit world and thanking it for visiting you once again, for nourishing you, replenishing you, revitalizing you. And then when you're ready, stepping back through the doorway crossing over the threshold and seeing the stairs before you once again. And now ascending the stairs, one, two, three, four, the physical body, Starting to return. Five, six, coming heavier. Seven, eight. Nine, ten, feeling close to your physical form and releasing upward seeing your physical body in this room, sitting where you're sitting and floating back up until you merge completely back again with your physical body in the here and now, back in this room. physical body when you see fit. Okay, maybe we don't feel like sharing just yet. Maybe we'll just sit for a moment. <laughs> so that particular spirit journey into our sacred place, this is it's a very beautiful thing to access. It's a very real, real place. Just like this is real and not real. That's real and not real. <laughs> but accessing that aspect of our being, accessing it in a formal meditation, we can start to access this in our waking life. Just like we, we look to find a certain peacefulness on the cushion, not so it's only there when we sit down again the next time. We're trying to carry that spark with us, right? And be able to tune into it. So accessing our own playfulness again, our 
just infinite youthfulness and exuberance and vitality and strength in his infinite creative world, it connects us to that possibility right here, right now. I, I learned that from Tom Brown, this particular one. And it's interesting in more advanced classes, um, you could actually take your friend's hand and take them into your sacred place. So you're laying down and you're meditating and you're showing them this all mentally. Yet afterwards, they will tell you about your medicine place. Right? So they could describe to you your world. So when I say like it's real, it's real. It's like an actual, if you keep going back to, you will find, you will find the same things over and over again. So develop like it's an actual place. And the guidance there is, is very amazing. And you know, the healing that could take place in certain aspects of the world is very amazing. When the shamans go to do healing, of course, they're, they're taking their, their patient into the spirit world, into their medicine place, which is in you know, their, their sacred abode, and healing them there you know, on that level. It's a very, very beautiful thing. When we're looking for visualizations to manifest, everything <laughs> comes from this primordial essence and then comes into fruition. You know, so this is where we manifest too. This is where we go into and do our morning meditations on. This is what we're asking the universe. It's it's down here, right? So it can eventually find its way into into the material world. But accessing it is so great. You have just listened to a recording from Inside LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.